0: This is ASMR. Ne-ne-ne-ne-ne. Brushing our hair. Yeah. We should do... You know what? You probably would get so many views. Ew, I fucking hate ASMR. Oh my god, this is starting. Okay, oh. we're recording. <laughs> we're recording, everyone. We're almost in an ASMR uh, episode, but maybe we'll do that later. to the all things may podcast i'm your host melina stevens also known as may and here on the podcast myself and featured guests casually discuss health wellness entrepreneurship lifestyle and everything in between all of the things that i love to talk about a new episode will be released every friday and if you'd like a particular topic discussed on the podcast feel free to reach out to me via instagram at melina s now get ready for this week's episode i know you're going to love it Hey guys, so before we start this episode, I know a handful of you may already know about this but I'm actually releasing my collection of poetry this spring. I have been an avid writer and reader since forever, just like my dad, and I couldn't be more excited to finally release this collection. It has been countless years in the making and a huge dream of mine. If you'd like to check out some of my poems that will be featured in my collection, Head on over to my Instagram, at Melina S., and do some scrolling. You'll find about five or so poems there and a little taste of what my poetry is like. So if you go onto my Instagram and you do like what you see, you can get your hands on my collection and pre-sale will start in the coming weeks. I will get back to you guys with specific dates as my team and I haven't decided on what dates are going to work best yet. I will also be launching a website slash blog where you can order the collection online, as well as check out my new blog. I'm so excited to share these two projects with all of you. I am so fucking proud of myself for taking this leap to get this content out into the world. Until then, let's get back to this week's episode. On today's episode, we are with Brenna Oswald. She was the first guest on my first... Episode about no. the um, what was it called? How to create your own business that got a lot that like sixty people listened to that
1: amazing. Maybe it was just
0: my mom listening like fifty nine <laughs> times and then, and then my mom the other one. yeah exactly. But regardless, it got lots of hits. Um, so we're back, we're better than ever, and we're gonna talk about all the all the stuff about like dating and relationships, the dirty deeds, the dirty deeds because this is what we talk about when we just hang out casually. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Um, so yeah, okay, let's jump right into it. So you're in a long-term relationship right now. I am, yeah. I have been for just about three years now. It's been three years? Yeah. Holy shit, wow. Yeah. I still remember when you met Scott. I know. And you guys were like texting him in class and all that stuff and you are like, like, oh best. my God, look what he said. Look what he said. Look what he's doing. <laughs> he sent
1: me a winky face. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's uh, phenomenal. Like, very lucky.
0: Mm-hmm. And you yeah. guys had to do, you guys had to do a lot of long distance Yeah, we did distance
1: for a full year.
0: Right. Which was expensive. He he was in Denver. He was in
1: Kelowna playing hockey and Calgary. And, and, but he's from Denver. Yes, he's from Denver, but when we met, he was playing hockey in Kelowna. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I was flying to often. And and how... That was like,
0: what, month, once a month?
1: I was flying out every second weekend. Yeah. And he couldn't come to me because of hockey, so I was always going there.
0: That's fucking annoying, because... Yeah,
1: well... We well, don't... and I hate flying, so...
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not good for someone who has a phobia of flights to nope. be in a long-distance relationship. It's not. Or if you are not financially stable, because it is so expensive. Well, seriously, like, when I was dating my... One of my exes, and he lived in Calgary, and he was playing hockey in Calgary, and then he moved to Denmark, it is fucking expensive. Oh, like, yeah. even, like, driving back and forth to Calgary, like, even with, like, the gas. And, like... When I got there, I didn't really have to pay for food, but when we went out, like, paying for drinks and all that stuff. and it's Yeah, just you like, want to be social. Yeah, and then when you have school, it's tough because you're like, okay, I have a test on Monday, so I need to somehow study over the weekend, but I want to spend time with my boyfriend. Yeah, I like, making, it so long. making
1: that time is tricky. hmm
0: uh-huh, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it is so tricky, and it's, like, with long distance, I kind of... I liked some aspects of it because I was like okay I'm on my own I can kind of grow on my own I'm independent I have time to do all of this stuff like whatever. But also sucks because you want your person there with you.
1: I feel like the thing about long distance is you never take the time for granted when you are together. Mm-hmm. Like I think that it's really nice to have that element of like mystery. Mm-hmm. What are you doing right now? Where are you? I haven't seen you in forever. I haven't kissed you in two weeks. Like mm-hmm. it's really easy to keep things hot and steamy mm-hmm. when you only see each other twice a month.
0: That's so true. It definitely like builds up like the sexual tension which is awesome. Totally. As soon as you walk into the room, you just fucking rip yeah. each other's clothes Yeah and you're off.
1: so reliant on conversation when you're gone that I think it makes it really easy to like connect on a deeper level like it's not all just physical because for a lot of the relationship you're talking on the phone you're facetiming like you're
0: communicating without touch that's so that's so true and I think that is yeah I totally forgot about that but yeah with me and my ex we talked all day every day for like a month before meeting each other because we met on tinder yeah and then we got to know each other so well but I also think that was that was our demise too was we were just such good friends yeah that we didn't have like the intimacy to like carry us beyond three years yeah. of being together so like with him mm. I have no hard feelings towards him or whatever but it was just like we had only gotten so far at the end of our three years that there was like I don't know like there wasn't really that like crazy steamy passion anymore or intimacy it was just we had we had built a relationship we were such good kind of like um, I don't know, like, partners in crime and, like, best friends, but there was, like, nothing that was beyond that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's tough, but I
1: think, like, that happens a lot. Like, flames die out.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Slow
1: burns. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, distance is... It's definitely not for everyone, and I think... I do think, though, that it, it really makes you, like think about things in a different perspective. Like, do I want to be with this person? Because totally. it's not easy. Because you have so you're much not, time Yeah, you're part. not with someone because it's convenient at that point. You're with yeah. someone because you truly think, like, I'm invested in this and I think it's going to go somewhere. Yeah, that's so true. So it's true. people who are
0: in long distance are... They're very committed because it's not easy. And I think long distance can, like, teach you so many things too. Like, totally. one, it can teach you whether you're in it for the long run or not. And two, it can teach you a lot about yourself and the way that you love and the way that you receive love. Like, yep. I'm a very... Um, Like, communication is key, but also I really appreciate, like, if we're talking about, like, the five love languages, like, I really appreciate, like, quality time and, like, physical touch and, like, those are things that are really hard to receive when you're in a long-distance relationship because that requires you, like, being in the same room together. Yeah,
1: so then that means when you are with them, I think you're a little bit hungry for that attention Mm -hmm. because it's
0: only so Mm short-lived. And I think to be successful, for a long-distance relationship to be successful both people have to have, like, the same end goal in mind. Absolutely. And it, there has to be, like, an end date. Yeah, like, this distance cannot go on forever. No, no. I mean,
1: there needs to be sacrifice or commitment of some sort of plan to kind of think about in the
0: future, like, okay, it sucks right now, but this is where we're going. This is where we're moving to. This is what's happening, right? Mm-hmm. And me and my ex, we didn't really have that. Like, we had, like, like for the second year, I was like, okay, I'm going to move to Calgary for the, the summer, and that was awesome. Cause we like, like pretty much like lived together. And then the next year he was going away to Denmark and I was going away for my last year of school, which I just finished. But after that we had, straight A's on the fucking honor roll. Yeah. Get this girl to teach your
1: kids, folks.
0: (laughs) I'm a great influence. As you're
1: listening to us talk about relationships.
0: (laughs) (coughs) And I'm pretty sick right now, so don't mind me. But, um, yeah, I think that, what was I saying? I lost my train of thought. Oh, okay, so when I moved there in the summertime in Calgary, like, that was awesome. But then the next year, he was moving to Denmark, I was going back to school. But then after that, we had no end date. It was, like, he was still going to live abroad and play hockey and stuff, and that was cool. But I didn't want to go live abroad with him. Like, yeah. I wanted to start my life. You didn't and I wanted see yourself start- in that plan. Yeah, I wanted to start my career and everything like that. And I think that's really tough because you want to be together, and no one wants to, like, be the... Bear bad news and like be the person who like breaks up with the other person, especially. I mean, I'd rather that than be the one getting dumped. Truthfully. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's fucking true. (laughs) It's a pride thing for sure. (laughs) It is a pride thing, and when we broke up, it sucked because we were living together, and it was a week before we were supposed to. I remember that. Yeah, it sucked, and it's messy. It's it's so messy, and it's so. It takes a long time to heal from, especially with long distance, because I felt like. I was like, wow, we have been long distance for three years. We've worked so hard at this. To get this point, yeah. And now it's just... For nothing. For nothing. And I'm like, what the fuck? But then I had to like change my thinking around. I'm like, no, like I grew so much in this way and I learned so much about myself in this Mm -hmm. way and I met so many cool people from a relationship. Well,
1: and like you're set for your next relationship because you know like, hey, this didn't work for me last time or hey, this Mm -hmm. did work for me and you can kind of adapt and modify your next relationship Mm -hmm. to create better
0: success. Mm -hmm. But I mean, the (laughs) next relationship after that wasn't very successful. But we're still... (sighs) We're still trying. We're still out here grinding away trying to find a man. No closing doors here. Yeah, well, me, I'm still trying to find my man, but, um, sliding slide into my dance, just kidding. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, it's tough, but I think that if you have a breakup like that, it can be a catalyst for an insane amount of personal growth, or you can also let it bury you alive. Totally. And I chose to let it be a catalyst, and literally, the night it happened, I called my mom, and I was like, mom this is what just happened. My world has been completely flipped upside down. Like, what is going on? Like, what do I do? And, yeah. like, I had dated so many guys, like... Well, not so many guys, but, like, a handful of guys before then <laughs> that I was, like, okay, like, this is the one. This is the person I'm going to marry. I can stop looking, like, whatever. And then it didn't fucking happen. And I was, like, okay, what the hell is going on? And I started to think, like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. But nothing's wrong with me. It's just no. it's just not the right person. And I think
1: it's important mm-hmm. to remember not to put that kind of pressure on a relationship. Like, mm-hmm. it's all... A work in progress and mm-hmm. sometimes things aren't gonna work out the way you want them to and that's okay mm-hmm. people change their minds feeling change things change it's part of dating and in the end result if there may be a final stop then it will be worth it in the lessons
0: learned right yeah and that's the thing that I really realize is when that happened I am such a control freak and like it stems from my anxiety And I need to have, like, things my way and all of that. And my ex told me, he's like, you, like, you have to have things all your way. He's like, babe, sometimes you just have to go with the flow. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can't go with the flow because then it makes me anxious. But then when that happened, I was just like, you know what, universe? I'm going to let go. If you have a different plan for me, then Then so bring bring it on. Yeah, bring it on. And I let go. And since then, it's been like, a year and a month since that happened, and I've had the best 12 months of my fucking life, like, I moved home, I moved back to the island for the summer, I had an incredible summer, I moved back, and I finished school, and I've just started so many other side projects, yeah, I've been fucking killing it, yes, and I'm gonna continue to kill it, and it all happened because of that breakup,
1: totally, that's, they're all, and I think, like, just to go back to that pressure thing, I think, at our age right now, there's a lot of people getting engaged and taking steps forwards and moving in together. I think it's really easy to start comparing your like their relationships to you. Totally. And you you kind of start putting this pressure on yourself. Like, okay, well everybody else is in the relationship. Everyone else is getting serious. Why am I not there? Mm-hmm. Why is our relationship not there yet? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really important to take a step back and realize that just because your surroundings are changing doesn't mean that you need to be at that that point right then and there. Because mm-hmm. I know like a lot of my girlfriends seem to feel like the walls are closing in. The time is running out. But like ultimately it's not Mm -hmm. and so it's important not to compare your relationship to other relationships Mm -hmm. because it's it's just everyone moves at their own pace and that's okay
0: yeah and not yeah like not comparing like someone's like chapter 10 to your like chapter two like that like cliche saying and that's something that I've had to grapple with too because I'm almost 27 so I am out of the seven girls that I grew up with shout out to the Rider dies. I am the only single one like there are two like three kind of that are engaged I'm gonna say kind of um two that are for sure and then one that is like officially married excuse me and then like there's others that are have kids like pumping out kids yeah. like want kids in the future and I'm here and I'm like okay so I am thousands of dollars in debt for my student loans like I don't have a boyfriend yeah. like I can barely afford to pay rent right now like blah 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 and my friends have kids they're married so they're going on vacation you probably feel that pressure though. I feel the pressure but I'm also like you. I would rather feel like this single life pressure than the pressure of like a mortgage yeah. or like how am I going to put food on the table for my kids tonight like It's kind of like that adult pressure, but I still feel like I'm kind of like an adolescent and I'm like, I'd rather have the pressure of like, how am I going to pack my bag to go traveling for a year than like, how am I going to afford a high chair for my child, you know? Absolutely. And that's just like where I'm at right now. And before I used to be like, oh my God, like I need to be in a relationship. I want to get married. I want to have kids. Like, those are some of my big life goals. But now, honestly, this is the first time in my life where I'm, like, really relishing in, like, the single life. And yeah. I'm, I'm loving it. It's so fun. It. Yeah. Like, it is so fucking fun. I can do whatever I want. I can do whoever I want. I can say whatever I want. I can spend my money on whatever I want. Like, I don't have anything, like, tying me down. And not that, like, a partner should tie you down. Like, I strongly believe that, like, like in a relationship, you should grow together and you should still be independent people and whatnot. But I am just loving, like the freedom of it and I have no intentions of acquiring a significant other like anytime soon like and I am like and that's
1: great like enjoy it it.
0: yeah and it's the first time that I've been like single in so long like in a decade that I've actually been like single 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 and yeah it's fucking fun
1: totally and I think another thing is, like, the grass is greener on the other side. Mm-hmm. So, like, just think, like, if you were in a relationship, you'd probably be like, oh, I miss a single life, I miss this. Because
0: mm-hmm. that's what happens, too. The grass is also greener where you water it. True. And I'm fucking watering the shit out of my grass right now. Like it's Grass just, is well hydrated. The grass is well hydrated, yeah. Um. So, maybe let's talk about, like, let's lead into, like, marriage. You, you want to get married, right? Yeah.
1: No, I definitely see that as something in my future.
0: And you want to have kids too? Yes. Are you, do you want to have them like soon? No, absolutely
1: not. I am, uh, still in the point where my mom is making my lunch and so I would like to, (laughs) yeah, I'd like to not ever branch out of that. No, I am, I'm super content with where I am right now and don't, not that it would mess things up, but it's definitely not something that I'm wanting to take on at this point in time. Mm-hmm. I want to be stable and have a career and be well into my marriage. I don't want to get married and have kids right away. Like, I want to enjoy the marriage
0: and That's have like time me too. together.
1: I just think people put these timelines on everything. Mm-hmm. Not realistic. Not necessary. Mm-hmm. When the time is right, the time is right. I think it's really important to just kind of, as you said, let the universe take over and go with the flow. And I
0: think that's so much easier said than done. Oh, absolutely. I have in my head like a, a timeline. I'm like, okay. And like when I was 16 right right now, so 16, <laughs> I was like 10 years ago, I thought I would be married and have a house and be a teacher. Like, no, sorry, 16 year old Melina. That's not what's that's, happening. That's not what's happening right now. But, um, with that being said, I think that we're really lucky because we live in a day and age right now where it's women aren't Obligated to have kids anymore. Absolutely. Like they were in the past and they're not obligated to just be like a stay-at-home mom. Like women are CEOs now and business owners like well like yourself and all of these things and I think that's like really powerful to like live your life before you have kids and live your life and really think about do I want to have kids? Yeah,
1: you don't want to be with... At home at night with three kids and be wondering, oh, what would happen if I waited a couple of years? Or what if I did this before I had kids? Or what if I traveled? Like, I just don't think that it's anything that needs to be rushed.
0: Yeah. Laying in your bed with what ifs when you're 30 literally gives me the most fucking anxiety. Yeah, No. Like there's I don't, just no
1: need for that. And no, it's totally preventable.
0: Yeah, totally. Hashtag condoms. Ah, um, uh, yes, yes. That's only thing. Dating everyone and anyone, there are some repercussions. There are some repercussions. Yeah, if you're having, if okay, here's another thing. Going into talking about like, I'm a woman, hear me roar, kind of thing. <laughs> women, I think, are allowed to be well, not like allowed, but like in society, I think that women who Sleep with multiple partners are considered sluts and whores and whatever and all this stuff. And but men who do, they're like, you're the man. Like you're getting so much fucking pussy. Do you like, think that's blah, 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 evolving, blah.
1: though? I think. I think that people are really starting to embrace women as being able to be... That's what I'm saying. ...sexual beings. That's what I'm saying. Because
0: I've looked at studies and statistics, and people think that men are more uh, sexual than women. It's actually the other way around. Women are more sexual than men, but we've just... It's just been inhibited for so many centuries... That now we're like, you know what? No, fuck you. I can go sleep with these people if I want to because human beings are sexual creatures. Absolutely. That's what we're supposed to do. And that's that's an awesome thing. But I also think it has really bad repercussions because women are having this power now and this like normality of being able to have multiple partners. But like for instance, when Coachella was happening, I heard this stat on the radio that it was like the first weekend of Coachella, there was... Uh, what was it? Eleven hundred reports of herpes <laughs> within the first weekend of Coachella. And I'm like, okay, like that's oh, herpes at Coachella. Like people are busy. Yeah. Not people, just
1: there for the music okay. folks. No,
0: no. But like, if you're going to be a like a sexual person, like having sex like all the time when you want to, there's rules. And I have rules. So, the first rule is you're not being a homewrecker. Like, if you know that the person has a significant other or whatever, you're not getting into that. But like, also,
1: if they try to get into that, tell their partner. Seriously. Let yeah. them know.
0: Yeah. Let them know. Like, girl code. Like, let yeah, them know, absolutely. hey, your boyfriend is hitting on me or wants to have sex with me or whatever. Like, look out for your fellow, fellow sisses. Second thing is, is don't be stupid. Like, use protection. Um, Whether that's birth control, an IUD, um condoms like whatever like don't fucking be stupid and be my third rule is is like okay like if you're drunk or doing drugs or whatever fine but also be like coherent enough that you remember it because i think there's nothing scarier than waking up and seeing someone beside you and being like what happened like yeah. haha yeah it can be like a funny story but also it's like that's not i don't know i just don't think that's Great for your safety. Like you don't know what happened. Like that's that's scary to me. Yeah,
1: I also feel like it's a waste. Did you Mm -hmm. really enjoy it? If you can't remember it,
0: yeah, totally probably not. Totally. Yeah,
1: I think another really big thing is to just get tested after every partner. That was kind of my rule Mm -hmm. was, just in case you never know. And I think there's a lot of times where people are like, "Well, well, nothing feels different. I feel fine. I don't notice anything different." But in reality, a lot of times you won't know that you have anything. You don't know, and that's (laughs) the scary
0: thing about STIs is that majority of the symptoms are, like, undetected. Which is scary. It's so detect- And I'm not- Okay, I don't want to give anyone anxiety here right now. But I heard (laughs) one stat that, like, some rare cases of HIV, they have, um, like, the symptoms have been undetected for, like, 10 years. Yeah.
1: So I think- And I mean, it's as simple as peeing in a cup. It's not really detrimental to your day. It doesn't take a lot of time. And so I think it's really important to just, like, Give yourself enough respect and give yourself that care and attention that you need. You do you, honey. Mm -hmm. Wear a condom and make sure that you go to your doctor after every partner because you really don't know what kinds of things you could be picking up or who that person was with prior to you. Another rule, if you're at a bar and you go to kiss somebody, ask them if they get cold sores. Yeah. Those are, <laughs> like, I feel like I see people making it all the time and I'm like, honey, you're gonna get a cold sore. Yeah. So my, I always used to ask, hey, do you get cold sores? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you did not. Yeah, yeah, I did. I'm oh not kissing my you. God. I'm not kissing you until
1: I know your cold sore history because I am not about to waste.
0: That's, yeah. that's so true though. It's, and like, yeah. the people that I've, that I've had sex with, I've asked them to, like, when was the last time did you get tested? Yeah. And I think that's so important and I think that people, the reason why they won't do it is because they're embarrassed yeah. or they want to, they but don't y- want people to see them in that way. It's your responsibility to tell other people, hey, this is what I have. I'm pretty sure it's against the law not, not um, to tell. Yeah. Well, I know that with HIV, it's like if you don't tell someone that you have HIV, that's like, and then they get HIV and it turns into AIDS, like, you can be charged for manslaughter. Yeah. So, like, that's... <laughs> yeah that's you don't want to be fucking with that yeah. shit
1: I just thinking like it shouldn't be an awkward conversation if you are feeling comfortable enough with someone to be able to have sex with them to be able to be that vulnerable with them then I think that you should be able to have a conversation like hey when's the last time you got tested or have
0: mm-hmm. you been around
1: anything or have you had any incidents because like ultimately then the day, that's your body and you need to take care of it you're responsible for that
0: yeah and I think that's so important that you touch on that because it just it honestly comes down to self-care and self-respect absolutely too. Like, don't be the girl, don't be the girl that's, like, the locker room conversation. Yeah,
1: no, we support you, you do you, honey, like, you get some wherever you want to get some, but let's just make sure we're being clean here, because mm. no one wants that, because that is
0: terrifying. Yeah, that is terrifying, and it's I think... It's terrifying. And STIs are, like, on the rise, so I think oh, that, yeah. like, that's, I think it's honestly just gonna be, like, another thing that we, It's honest gonna, it's honestly just gonna be, like, check off, like, okay, do you have asthma? Do you have this? Do you have an STI? Like, yeah, like, I think it's going to become the norm, which is kind of, like, half of me is, like, okay, cool, like, we won't stigmatize it, like, we do, but also it's, like, okay, this could have been prevented. Yeah, like, like, why are we not being safer? Yeah, totally, but then also it might be, like, okay, if we have this rising epidemic of STIs, then maybe we'll have medications that can just, like, wipe them But I feel
1: like if you go to, if you go to a grocery store or a Mm drugstore and you see what is next to the condoms, they have literally everything you could possibly think of in order to prevent STIs. Mm -hmm. There's foams. There's these dams. There's there's so many different things that I just feel like there's not an excuse. There's something that works for everybody. Mm -hmm. Go to the drugstore. Mm -hmm. Pick up some goodies. Leave them in your car. Do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. There's so many different resources that have been given to us and that are available to just pick up at a pharmacy that like
0: and if the person that you're gonna have sex with is like, oh, we don't need to use a condom or, well then or we don't whatever, need to have sex. Then me. we don't need to have sex. Like that means that you don't respect me and you don't yeah. respect yourself. So why would I want to be yes, intimate? We'll, just, with you we'll have a make
1: make out, and call it a day. Yeah,
0: yeah. seriously, <laughs> Pete, like, grade eight style. <laughs> yeah, let's just have a make yeah. I'm gonna go home. Maybe I'm gonna I'll walk let you home. Feel me up and that'll be the end. Seriously, yeah, I think it's super important and also, like, and the protection obviously like goes hand in hand with like pregnancy too it's actually quite difficult to get pregnant like the stat is only 25% of women who are actively trying to get pregnant actually do get pregnant so like that's another thing it's just you need to wear protection for that because I don't know my best friend had her first child when she was 16 and I know that she loves her child like dearly and Auntie May loves you too (laughs) But I know that if she could have done it over again, she would have waited. Yeah. And, and, yeah, there's, there's just, there's simple ways to protect yourself and to have fun at the same time, but it just comes down to, like, the stigma around it. You can have your,
1: you can have your cake and eat it too, but you just need to be
0: careful. You just need to be careful that, well, you need to be careful with your portion size. Yes.
1: Absolutely. And the utensils you're using to do it
0: with. Oh my god, this is a great analogy. (laughs) Um... So, yeah, so I think that we touched on STIs and we touched on one-night stands. Um, Maybe let's... Oh, I want to touch on, like, pros and cons of, like, a good relationship because I think this is so important. Because uh, I am so tired. The reason why I want to talk about this is because I'm so tired of women uh, letting men walk all over them, pretty much. I am tired of women letting men treat them any less than Beyonce. Yeah. And I think that... You need to figure out. I think one tip would be like you need to figure out like your love language, how you give and receive love. Yeah. Whether what do you need? Yeah. What do you need? And you need to voice that to your partner as well. You need to voice to them because men. Not the mind men are not fucking mind readers. We okay? all want
1: them to be, but they're not. We all
0: we all know that we all know they're not fucking mind readers. So you need to say in your relationship what you need, and also when you're like. Having sex and like in bed, you need to tell them what you want and what you like too. Yeah, because I feel like they think that girls like this because they watch so many porns. But it's not the girls same. don't. No, it's not the same at all. Like you're girls like you're don't. You're wearing
1: your way to China here, buddy. Let's yeah, slow it, your own. Yeah,
0: exactly. So I think number one is super important. You need to vocalize like what exactly you want and need in a relationship in and outside of the bedroom. And number two, I think you need to listen to your gut. That's something that I've really noticed is I have a pretty good intuition. And if I would have listened to my gut majority of the time when I was dating guys, I think I would have had a heartbreak situations. Yeah. Heartbreak city for the past 10 years. (laughs) But I think like hashtag no regrets. Yeah. No, live and learn. I think that women especially have very good intuitions and like listen to your gut because it will not lie. Like if you think he's cheating he probably is. Yeah. If you think he's not the one, he's probably not. If you think this or you think that, like, don't be like, like FBI detective or, well. or do if you want to, like creep your cousins, cousins, dogs, wife's whatever. Like if you want to do that, but listen to your gut. I think that's super important. And I think the third thing is, is like, if you're in a relationship, you need to grow independently. I've seen couples who are just totally infatuated with each other that they just block out everyone else and they're they're their own best friends like that's cool yeah whatever but it's like hang out with other people yeah like don't see each other for the whole day and then come home and have a great night together or just like yeah grow independently and have your own goals your own ambitions your own kind of life because that makes you so much stronger as individual people and and so much stronger in a relationship. Oh, absolutely. So I think that's so important. Yeah.
1: I think another thing that I've kind of noticed is people get really comfortable in relationships yes. and oftentimes they're scared to leave because they're comfortable.
0: Yeah, because it gets so habitual. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Or just like, well, this is the only person I've been with. I don't know what to do. Like, blah, blah blah. I've never been with anyone else. And I just think it's important to know that, like, just because you've been with someone for a really long time doesn't mean that that's the end all. Like, no. it's not like, oh, this is the person that I'm going to be with then. Yeah. I think people are scared to start over.
0: Yeah. And it is scary because that was my thought too. It's like, oh, I I don't want to have to get to know someone again and yeah, like start the this work. all over. Yeah. But I
1: mean in the long run like it's worth it. You don't want to be 45 and be like, "Oh, I don't know if this is the person I should have been with." You know what I mean? Totally. And so I think it's important to like just evaluate and like self-check. Like, how am I feeling right now? How are things mm-hmm. how have things been going? Like are they where I want them to be? Am I feeling good am I feeling not good? And to just be able to like take control of those emotions and act upon it. Like, mm-hmm. "Hey, you know what? It's been a long time, but I'm not feeling this anymore." And like that's okay.
0: Mhm. I think another really key thing to do in a relationship is to be able to stand on your own two feet before you can be in a relationship. Like the cliche saying, love yourself before you can love someone else. Um, Tilly, are you at the door, little Tilly cat? Um, Brenna's cat is just at the door. He wants to come in and be part of the podcast. But like I was saying, it's so, so, so important to be good on your own first and then being in re- in a relationship, and by that I mean, you need to be okay with. <clears throat> sorry, I'm so sick. You need to be okay with yourself first, and know yourself, and know what you like, and have like hobbies, and goals, and ambitions, and your and know your purpose in life, and all of that stuff, so that when you go into relationship, you're not like heavily relying on that person so much for for your own happiness and like taking on their goals and taking on their ambitions. Like I just think that's you need to grow like on your own and as your own person too because you're going to feel so much more fulfilled and your life is going to be not just dependent on that one person in that relationship, you know?
1: Totally. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you.
0: And I've been in a relationship like that where the person I essentially was like, in my mind, like their quick fix to happiness. And I think in the end that was, obviously that was the thing that ended us. And it's really sad because you want the person to flourish and you want the person to find purpose and you want the person to do well and and you love the person and you care about the person, but you can't, you can't keep being like their oxygen mask, so to speak. Yeah. And and sometimes Just like they on don't an airplane, even.
1: You have to put yours on first, first.
0: You gotta put your own oxygen mask on before, before you put, can help others. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise Jesus. And I think that is so, so, so fucking important. And I think that people don't do that because human beings, like, we love love. At the end of the day, the most important thing is the relationships we form, the love we give, the love that we receive and that's it's almost like love is like almost like an addiction like I was I was I was listening to Crash and Mars this morning it's a radio station in Edmonton and they were talking about um like engagements and and marriages and stuff like that and this lady called in and she's like yeah my friend is on his sixth engagement because he just loves being in relationships and he loves love and every girl that he meets he thinks that's the one and it's just like I'm like that too like I love love I love being in relationships but I've also learned from my past and learned from my past relationships that the best love you're ever going to find is like the love that you give yourself. Because at Absolutely. the end of the day, like it's, it's, you can have incredible family and incredible friends and and whatnot. But at the end of the day, like it's just you, yourself and I, Yeah. like Beyonce. And that doesn't mean you have to be lonely or upset or anything like that, but you got to look out for yourself and you have to e it. E- once you look out for yourself and once you grow individually, you can give so much more to that person when they do come into your life. Yeah. I
1: think if anything to be taken from this podcast today, it was just like to do things that make you happy. Yes. And to focus on things around you that are increasing or enhancing your happiness versus taking away from. Totally. Because at the end of the day, really, if you're happy, then that's all that matters.
0: Yeah. Like if you want to go see a movie and no one wants to go with you, fucking go by yourself. That's what I did. Got a big old bag of popcorn. It's the back road. <laughs> Watched everyone make out in the movie and, and I, was I was like you know what I'm loving this like yeah. I go to places by myself all the time because it's something that I want to do and I've realized that life is short and life is worth living and life has so many adventures and experiences and like the best is always yet to come and there's always something to be uh, something to be grateful for this has become just like a huge like fucking heart to heart right now I'm just like <laughs> let's open a bottle of wine and just be like I love you <laughs> bro oh my god uh, but, no, we really just wanted to record this episode because, like I said in the, in the beginning, Brent and I like to talk about this kind of stuff when we hang out. So, why not make it into Absolutely, an episode? Absolutely. As natural episode? as can be. Yeah. So, we hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. There's going to be many more episodes coming. And, yeah. Take stay care. Stay true to you. Stay. Oh, my God. Hashtag stay true to you. Hashtag, Hashtag, Hashtag ASMR. ASMR. you for listening to another episode of the all things made podcast i'm so happy you chose to check it out i'll see you next friday for another episode but in the meantime head on over to my instagram at melena s to stay up to date with news about the podcast my poetry collection and my upcoming website and blog until then i wish you well you beautiful human being you